0: LaPurgia, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. Initially, you, you vomit and you have diarrhea. That's why you do it next to a bucket.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's why you always
2: or over always
3: a do ayahuasca by a bucket.
2: <laughs> John is. That's, that's a
3: good. That's a good bumper sticker. Do it next
0: to a bucket. <laughs> Today's episode of the Wait What If podcast is a throwback to when we used to get together, have some whiskey, and discuss the deep questions that keep us up at night. We are at episode 100 so I thought let's get some people together that were on the show in years past and do what we used to do and that's talk about the big mysteries in life we cover a lot great episode funny stuff my friends are quick and funny people I think you'll enjoy the show cuz I enjoyed recording it side note originally this was supposed to be uh, a couple years ago we did whiskey and questions night where I asked just random questions, and we kind of gave a point system to who had the best answer. It was a lot of fun, and I had about 100 questions ready to go for tonight, but in this case, we just went off on a tangent. And John Taylor actually predicted this before the show even started. He said, you're not going to get to those questions. We're just going to end up talking about whatever for the next hour, and, and he was right. But uh, it was a great show. We had a lot of fun, uh, drank some whiskey, and enjoyed ourselves. So, thank you again for checking out the show. We are at 100 episodes and I wouldn't do it unless folks were listening. So, thank you very much if you are listening to the show right now. If you're not listening to the show right now, why don't you listen? I know how weird that sounds. There's no way you would know if whatever. Um, check out waitwhatif.com for all waitwhatif stuff, bio, stories, whatever. I put everything on that site there. That's waitwhatif.com and that's it. Hope you enjoy the show. listening to the Wait, what if podcast
4: uh, well, the up. <laughs> hey.
5: so the people that don't have headphones they can't hear what other people are saying Sure, they can. That's exactly
2: right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have no idea what you're saying, Michael. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's like they're in a completely am pretty sure this is
5: Everclear. That's my excuse. <laughs> okay, everyone, welcome to the. This is
0: this is a very special episode of the Wait What If podcast. Michael learns how to be a man. John discovers no, no. This is the one hundredth episode, um, which I'm very excited about because it's been four years, and I figured I'd get together as many people from the earlier days as possible. Unfortunately, Moses is no longer with, <laughs>
1: with us. Some have died.
0: <laughs> no, he's still alive. Um, uh, and Forrest came to one or two or whatever, but uh, I, I put on in about, and We got we got a lot of a lot of folks coming in. So we have John Taylor, and do you know what was funny, I i ha- i used to have when we did more of these i had like carts you know what carts are like little sound boards for each person yours was secret agent man i don't have it anymore because i took it off to save space because we have we don't get around and do this anymore and then yours was I can't remember what yours was. Savannah. Savannah's here, but there was a, there was a song. <laughs> there was a song I had for you. <laughs> really? Yeah. And I don't I don't remember. And Mike's though, and I just looked, Mike's is still here. Yeah, so you might actually listen listen to um, Oh, can I borrow your headset? Yes, of course. yeah, borrow and, and Malia's here and Mike's here Sorry, and John been Mathis been is here. <laughs> okay, so here is Mike's theme song. <laughs> Shut, the Shut the fuck
4: up Wait. <laughs> Definitely not theme music.
0: That's actually not it. Yours is different.
4: Is that my theme? Yeah, that doesn't. No, no, no.
0: (laughs) That's from from Range 15. Uh, Okay, so apparently I didn't have yours on there. Still a great sound clip. Uh, that sound clip is from Range Fifteen. That sounds about right, though. It should be mine. <laughs> Do you know what it's from? So uh, you gotta again, you, you gotta see Range Fifteen. So bunch, of, it's a bunch of veterans made a movie, and it got like all these fantastic reviews from other veterans and civilians are like, "What the hell was this?" Right? They didn't get it. So uh, at that in that scene, they're sitting at a table drinking, and they're talking about you know everyone's telling war stories, and this Air Force guy goes you know, one time I was on this train to Paris and it's that guy that, that killed the or they beat up the terrorist mm-hmm. and that dude freaks out because he's heard the story so many times. He's like, shut the f*** up! We get it! We get it! You were there! <laughs> so, long about way to intro that, but uh, we've gone through all the names. So what tonight we're going to do is, in the olden days of the White podcast, we uh, did, well, we did one of these episodes where we, it was whiskey, which we have plenty of. <laughs> and questions. And <laughs> that was tequila. And here's the thing. I had brought this bottle here of Basil Hayden's um, to obviously tap into, but it was also the prize at the same time. So the winner of this contest gets to take ho- home whatever's left of the Basil Hayden's.
4: <laughs>
0: is that what? Is that what you poured? Actually, no Basil Hayden's. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Is that what... Oh, no,
4: we haven't. It. It, it, it is what I poured. I okay. thought you brought it for all of us to drink. No, I did. I, I did in a
0: way and... It's fine. It's mm-hmm. we,
4: brought,
1: we brought some, since it's a whiskey and cocktail bar. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah, and we
0: are live from Revival 1869, which happens every now and then. So, sorry, go ahead, Malia.
1: Live and subtly edited. Mm-hmm. Um, I brought Old Forester Statesman, and Michael brought... Bowmore the Darkest. Bowmore
4: the Darkest. There's
0: what does, does that mean? Gask. It's a scotch. Oh, okay, okay. Is it a smooth scotch, scotch or it's is it delicious. a smoky scotch? Oh stuff man, it's
4: one of my favorites. It is really? smoky. It's an Isla, so it's, mm. it's got some nice smokiness, peatiness to it. I'm not a big it's fan of the peat. But it's also finished in a sherry cask, oh. Oloroso sherry cask from Spain. Okay, it's very good.
0: One of the one of the key aspects of doing a um, a podcast is to actually talk into a microphone. Was I <laughs> not talking into the <laughs> no, microphone? No, you weren't. It's okay. You're not wearing headphones. Sense. I can't hear anything. <laughs> yeah. <Either>. So <laughs> let's let's just do a, let's just do a little catch up. Um, for the folks to find out what we've been doing over the last it's been about a year I'm guessing since we got everyone together I mean we did last October we did the ghost hunt uh, and I think that was (laughs) the last time I had a group of people together for a podcast which kind of sucks because we used to do it like once every couple weeks remember that? Um, That was a lot of fun Yeah we used to sit on the the back porch and kind of wax philosophical but uh, Revival 1869 how's it going?
4: (laughs) Uh,
1: things are great. We've got um, we've we've gained a lot of popularity, and we have a lot of um, a lot of guests in here on the regular. We've got incredible jazz musicians who come in and play. We've got a big um, art scene going on. Um, our whiskey collection has grown exponentially, and we've got a really solid, super team and making some really cool cocktails, and you know, just definite in the D.
0: What does that even mean?
1: You don't know. Uh, I may have I'm what I'm using words in my head, but it
0: doesn't it. make sense to me.
1: When you say, can I say a bad word?
0: Yeah, go ahead. I've already when, sworn.
1: When you're really like killing it, you say, man, I am f***ing this in the dick.
0: Yeah, I've never, how does that happen? That doesn't make sense to me.
1: I don't okay. know, because I'm killing it. It's just so passe. I'm a,
0: I guess I'm a... Uh,
1: well,
4: it was good. It was, we were going... It was, I'm Saturday a purist.
0: A I'm a purist. Now everyone's like, Revival 1860. Were they people in the
4: dick? <laughs> yeah, we don't We don't need that getting out. <laughs> we are a private club, so...
0: Yeah. No, not like that. So, Savannah, what's new with you? We haven't seen you. Savannah used to be on the show all the time. You're, you used to be on like 50% of the shows, and then, and then she dropped off the face of the earth.
2: Yeah, well... Yeah, I mean, I've been, um, I've been searching for a place to do ayahuasca actually, mm. and I kind of, I try and then I give up because I can't find anything from there's, there's a, there's a Google searching Canada. it.
4: There's a guy in Canada. Right? Well, I know yeah, the guy I interviewed. I know, but what, like, what is it? I would need
2: to like, I don't know. I guess contact him, and I don't really know him. Anyway, the point is, and I will, um, but the point is. Um, I finally found a pretty legit place to do ayahuasca. It's called Where? Rhythmia in um, Costa Rica. It's legal there. Yeah. Um, the, you know, there's a, Physicians there to oversee you and stuff like that. And it's it's a whole, if you don't want to do ayahuasca, you can just go because it's this awesome resort. Okay. So that's my next step. And explain. Then I'll tell you about that. Explain wow. to
0: Mr. Taylor what you know ayahuasca is. is. Do Apparently, not, he, do you not know what that is. Apparently, he didn't listen to the multiple episodes we've done on it.
2: How dare you not study every single episode? I know. Why
1: am I not surprised that, you know, Murder John doesn't know what ayahuasca <laughs> is?
2: <laughs> So ayahuasca is this um, ancient plant medicine, which I know sounds really hokey. I, yeah, I can see your your mouth is like, mm. but um, people will literally um, essentially drink this brew, and the active ingredient. I don't. Well, you may not care, but the active ingredient is something called DMT. I don't know if you've ever smoked Dimethyl that. Tryptamine. Tryptamine. Yeah.
0: I always say tryptophan, but okay, go ahead.
2: Yeah, and people will smoke that. It's that usually I think it gets them high for like ten minutes. Um, but it's not
0: it's, it's not high like recreational yeah. high. It's like go meet God for ten minutes. Lose your your physical self and just be consciousness in the ethos.
2: Exactly, Kevin's got it. So Is this
5: for physical health or mental for mental health?
2: health for just uh, transformation, just people will have these experiences where they will be very much transformed. Or if there's nothing wrong with me and I don't need to change anything, if there isn't anything from my past that me up for life then i'm fine i'll just stay the same but if there are those little things it can go in and it can kind of uh sort of prune all those little chinks that have uh, you know happened in my armor as i've been kind of growing up
0: people are are profoundly changed by it i -hmm. i interviewed this kid who was depressed riley anderson i think you were there when i first interviewed him riley anderson was uh working for the a man uh, working for like an oil company and he was depressed and he's taking you know all these medications he's like what's going on so he he went and did ayahuasca and the way i don't remember what episode it was i mean it was I don't know somewhere in the 20s or 30s but he he explained how he got launched into the ethos yeah your thing's making some noise actually we're getting feedback from his phone <laughs> it's alright so he gets launched into the the atmosphere this is how he, he felt it and then his, his physical being like melted away, and then he was just nothing but him and God. And he, he had some sort of deep... Uh, I'm butchering his story, but it's somewhere along the lines of that. And then he came back, quit his job, and became a, a naturopath. He went to naturopathic school and just changed his life completely, and now he's happy.
1: There's a, there's a documentary about it. Oh, yeah, it's it's Netflix. called DMT.
0: It's called a, yeah, The God, the God Molecule or molecule. something. Spirit yeah. Molecule. Spirit Molecule. The one with Joe Rogan. Yeah. Yeah, Joe Rogan's is a big,
5: big So what guy.
2: do you think? I feel like you are just, your yeah. bullshit meter is so high right now. He has the right hokey now. mouth right <laughs> <Yeah>. now. <laughs> hey,
5: what I mean, whatever you want to do or what you feel you need to do that helps you. I mean, that's... It just. I've, John's I'm trying like, to. Th- I don't
2: have any issues. So. No, I'm just trying to think how long I'd have to be
5: on the Google before I would come across something like that. Like how many searches before I would get to ayahuasca? One.
2: Uh, I had to find out through a friend. Okay. She had gone to it, and I just. Oh, she went yeah. to that one.
0: How mm-hmm. was she profoundly affected?
2: Well, I didn't know her before I met. It's kind of a long story. I just happened to meet her. She was somebody that I knew virtually, from from like she was a. She's been a life coach of mine at one point. I know that's thought not- oh. <laughs> John. John with the shit looks, yeah. They Man. just help you accomplish your goals. Okay. Come
0: so, on. So to paint a picture for the, the audience. Picture a um, uh, short haircut um, FBI looking type agent, even though he was Secret Service, talking to someone about
5: drugs. Okay, yeah. continue. <laughs> Have you tried, like, juicing first? Like, is that, like, a step on the way? Like, I feel like there's other things that you could do that might kind of give you that jolt you need before you go to Costa Rica and search for well I, I
2: meditate I okay. mean I do that right. and Remember, I could probably do it more it,
5: right. as a throwback
0: to um, Mike who we're sitting around talking about ayahuasca or something talking about spirituality this is what I meant this is what the old podcast was we talked a lot about this stuff somehow it turned into an interview show but we used to talk about the, the weird stuff that happens to people and Mike's like yeah I had an outer body experience just by meditating and we're like
4: what the fuck <laughs> yeah it's true I totally did but I fell off meditation I need to get back I've been trying to get back into it it had just been busy, but yeah, it was wild, man. Yeah, you yeah. felt your body like... Well, yeah, I started seeing colors, um, like flashes of light while my, oh, I was sitting there meditating. It took about five, six, well, no, it's about two or three months before it, I really started feeling things, but I remember feeling like I was starting to float, because I'd only do it for 20 minutes at a time, two times a day. And I felt like I was starting to float, and then all of a sudden, it went from black to just flashes of light, and then just different colors. It was wild, man.
1: Were you holding your breath, and when your marine Corps yeah, were, buddies were, was like pressing
2: on your were chest so you hard? <laughs> were
0: you doing any sort of breathing, shamanic breathing, or anything I was like just,
4: that? Uh, n- n- I was definitely breathing. I do remember breathing.
0: I'm, well, I'm here today, so <laughs> I mean, like focus type. Like I do box breathing, which just well, allows me to regulate. I, there's
4: no uh, prescribed type of breathing. I just okay. thought if I just lower my heart rate and just breathe, you, you know, like you said, box. I don't know what box breathing is. It's, it's just like I would. I just. I just inhale and exhale and inhale and I wasn't... It takes a lot of practice. Was, was like, well, I mean, well, yeah, I, I wouldn't have to go into this, but Kevin asked, He's Yeah, like, you're doing box breathing, bro? And I'm like, I don't... I don't. Dude, bro, so, dude, everyone, like, <laughs> everyone box breathes. <laughs> everyone box... I never heard of that thing, man. All I know is I was sitting there and the, the whole idea is just to just clear your mind and then when that happens, for me anyways, um, answers that I was working, or problems I was working on that became, like, answered. You know what I mean? Like, it kind of unclutters things and kind of pieces it back together. Remember your old shitty computer back in the late... 90s, early 2000s, you had to defrag it or whatever. Yeah, yeah, I and do then it had that. to move all the little pieces around. Yeah. That's what I felt was going on inside my brain. It was like, okay, we need to move the things around to like make you run more efficiently. This is what happens to people on DMT. They, right, they which say is, little, I also want to go to Costa Rica. Yeah.
1: We've actually talked to the staff about that actually, we could be made, one of our like employee <laughs> trips.
0: Going down and doing an ayahuasca yeah, somewhere? Yes. I did an interview with the woman who does the same sort of thing with marijuana. Um, um, it's it's. I mean, it can be profound. She does it here, or like in Arizona, where it's legal, and you go down there, and it's like you fast for three days, and you sit in a sweat tent, and she's just pumping you full of weed, and you just have some sort of. It's not to have fun. It's the same sort of thing. It's to like to uh,
4: that almost that doesn't sound nearly as good as. Are you ayahuasca? kidding me? Can't
0: ayahuasca wait to do it. you, you like yeah, yeah.
2: vomit and have diarrhea. Uh, yeah,
0: Lapergia, <laughs> La right. Yeah. Well yeah, initially you, you vomit and you have diarrhea. That's why you do it next
3: to a bucket. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's why you always do. or over. Always a do ayahuasca
3: by a bucket.
2: <laughs> John is that's, that's
3: a good that's a good bumper sticker. Do it next to a bucket. <laughs> no, so so I had a near death experience in two thousand five and part of that process of coming back was trying to find something akin to that. Mm-hmm. Because there's there was no high like that. John Mathis is uh, speaking (laughs) yeah, throw all my socials so they can find me (laughs) I see a black helicopter John is a
1: god particle
3: (laughs) yeah, really Uh, no, so the near-death experience was like this ultimate knowledge ultimate kindness all in one and when you come back into your meat suit it's like 10 pounds of shit and a 5 pound bag it's like great now what do I do and so you're hustling trying to find some place to get that connection again And so I heard about sweat lodges, and heard about DMT, and and heard about ayahuasca. Yeah. So I've actually been tracking down ayahuasca for a while because of my background in pharma research, and I see the science behind it. And uh, I interrupted the the podcast with my phone earlier, because I was trying to find out who the author was of this book called Ayahuasca. (laughs) And it's written by a PhD, he's a chemist. And the first half of the book is all about the pharmacodynamics of this book, or, or of this drug and how it works. The second part of it is all about his trips. And he's taken like 12, 14 trips. L- literal
5: trips? Literal and… No, ayahuasca. And, and, and <laughs> I'm just clarifying. Well, yes, was, he was psychic, yeah, serious he about was that good. question, trips. audience. So yeah. <laughs> he was
3: going down to South America, but he was also tripping to like Fantastic or whatever. Okay.
5: You're just—he's writing about his trips. I feel like that he went somewhere literally. Think but, about it. Think okay. about it like this, John. Right? I understand what a trip is. Well, I mean, what I was going to say is
0: it. to to lend credence to lend credence to folks who have this. All right, picture uh, your your brain at the molecular level is nothing but atoms and potential matter right everything's potential or or whatever they call it where it's basically empty space but it isn't because it's there but it is and it isn't and there's all sorts of woo-woo weird stuff when you get down that level so that's your brain and then when you start plugging in i mean it's it's nothing we think of the soul as like this wonderful colorful thing that exists and blah 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 and all sorts of robed bearded people
2: well john doesn't (laughs) believe in a soul right would that be correct that's not true Oh, but there, the, yeah, there's that whole idea like
5: 21 grams or whatever. Have you heard of that? Yeah, yeah. Oh, you it said weighs. that was
2: debunked. It, it is,
5: but, focused, but still, have I it have has a a cool idea. <laughs> but, but the point of it is, if you take a
0: chemical, if you take a chemical that goes down to the to the, the the level of your your molecules and starts almost tuning them like a tuning fork at a different wavelength that allows you to tap into this whole spectrum of the world that we don't see, you know, basically, I, it's there. There's something there, right? As a as a scientist myself and someone who practices medicine, I I know it's more than just I'm taking a drug that's showing me a movie in my head. When you take ayahuasca, you're you're doing something at the microscopic level that is is profoundly changing the way that you perceive reality. And the weird thing about it is when you take those drugs, you tend to have a common guiding figure with you. You tend to have common experiences, these things called mechanical elves. Uh, I shit you not, people say these elves come in and inspect your brain and defrag the computer, if, as Mike put it, or, you know, there's this, con- like, whether you trip here or trip in, in Peru,
5: you're going to have... You're confusing have- me with the di- changing, tripping and talking going <laughs> places. That's what, God, she's talking Costa Rica. You, the the you concrete travel. thinker.
1: <laughs> on a trip to go... To a place to trip to trip. trip. Oh my God! It's like dealing
3: with my brother's children.
2: (laughs) 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 I hope you're not teaching to this to your brother's children. (laughs) I don't. I don't have a brother.
3: Okay, let me let me talk (laughs) three-letter agencies.
5: FBI, CIA, NSA You ever heard of uh, Project Stargate? I have not, but I'm imagining you're, you, They use some kind of drug to influence No, no? Go ahead
3: No, for, uh, So uh, starting in the uh, 50s or 60s We started a, a, um, a campaign of telling Russia We had psychic spies
4: uh, Men who stare at goats to,
3: to, mm. to mess with, yeah To mess with them Me and, Mike. and then it turns out it worked <laughs> mm-hmm. well, so, uh, then, <laughs> so then we had to hurry to uh, Create our own So that was the beginning of Project Stargate. And the roots of it actually come right here to Durham, and the Rhine Research Center. That's right. So if you remember a guy named Uri Geller back Mm in the 70s, used to bend spoons on TV? Mm -hmm. Well, he was actually a CIA-slash-Massad operative. And he used this magic trick to travel the world as his cover. But what he was doing was doing remote viewing, where he would actually go into a meditative state and he would launch his consciousness to somewhere else on the planet, would do remote viewing of that location, come back and make a report. And if it was something of substance, then they would fly the U-2 over and try to get actual film of it. And he had about a 90% hit rate. And the the way that uh, Russell Targ, uh, who was one of the founders of this group, he said, the government's pocketbook is... Tighter than a someone's butthole," <laughs> he says. And if for us to get over thirty years of money from the government, must say that we had some sort of success. Otherwise, they wouldn't have done it. But if you want to look up Joe McMonagall, he was a sergeant in the army. He tested the highest of all of the remote viewers. And if you're interested, they still teach remote viewing over at the Rhine.
0: Mike and I, if you look back on episode, you uh, got to eat the mic. Yeah, well, no, see, what I've done is you guys probably won't be able to hear me, no. so kind of pull one off here, uh, uh-huh. but uh, I'm taping on a different, or taping, oh, I'm a child taping. Of the 90s, I'm recording on a different thing, and then I'm just going to meld it all together, so I'll be able to hear me in the background and, and you know, do some magic, it's going to be more editing for me but what the hell else do i have to do raise a family run a <laughs> clinic do a website whatever um That's slacker yeah let's so <laughs> <laughs> let's just do ayahuasca um so explain to me i i was kind of paying attention to my equipment here people are finding god through cacao
2: no i don't think it's that okay it's not that transformative but people go to these cacao ceremonies and it literally is just like a chocolate it's a bitter sort of cacao mixture like with herbs and so it's this drink and it wasn't that bad but it was bitter and i only had one and it just didn't really i mean i felt a moment where i was very like exhilarated and ecstatic and then it just completely went away and then i was just sort of bored for three hours <laughs> huh. but i did get into some meditative states which was kind of nice
0: have you guys heard of of uh kratom or kratom yeah mm-hmm. okay so it's a bizarre thing in that it's a plant that they grow in Indonesia or somewhere like that. Uh, and it has a bunch of different pro- properties. It's a leaf. Um, from what I understand, now you've got to look at it in two different ways. So I, I had, um, oh, what's his name? I had uh, the guy from Bigger, Stronger, Faster. The the
2: I don't know his name, but I know who you're talking about. Yeah, The bu- bodybuilder? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had him on my show like wow. a month
0: ago, two months ago. It's going to bug me. I'm going to have to pull that up here. Um,
1: He's going to love it.
3: You can't remember I know, right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he doesn't listen.
3: <laughs> After he edits we'll never know. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs>
0: Bigger, Stronger, Faster was, um, come on, come on now, Chris Bell. So Christopher Bell. So he he, d- he did a, a documentary on it and actually should be out soon. Um, it was supposed to be out actually, I think, last month. But anyways, so Kratom or Kratom or whatever you call it, Kratom, some people call it. Uh, If you take it at low doses, it has a very similar effect of caffeine, right? If you take it at high doses, it has a little bit of a sedative effect. Mm -hmm. Um, It also, it doesn't bind to, but it kind of floats over the opiate receptor. So let's say you're a heroin addict and you're like, I got to quit this stuff. You can just buy it online or go somewhere, take Mm -hmm. this like a little scoop of this powder and all of a sudden your cravings are gone. And you're, you're not high. You can uh, operate and do whatever. You're like, well, that's weird. So in Indonesia, they actually illegalized it. Is that the term? Mm-hmm. They illegalized it. <laughs> they made it illegal because it was taking away from the um, heroin production, or the heroin, th- it, yeah, it was like this real controversial thing. So now it's in America. They attribute 40 deaths to it. Um, 40 out of, you know how many people die a year of aspirin? And the people that, or or anything, any sort of alcohol. Think how many people dying from alcohol. So more they, than forty. Yeah, way more <laughs> than forty. So they look Not at the true. and if you look at the <laughs> if you look at the autopsy reports, um, people are dying with like fentanyl in their system. Oh, and they were taking kratom cr- or kratom. Right. So it's like it makes no sense. But guess what? The FDA is jumping on this thing, and they're saying, nope, we don't want people to have it. So you take this legal thing off the street that isn't killing people per se. And now they're stuck with what? Going back to, uh, OxyContin? What's or, or the
1: country you said that it, illegalized in?
0: It's it's in a, a watched state here in um, in America, but I think it was Thailand, that they they illegalized it because Thailand the government had its its. Um, pause in the opium trade or the heroin um, trade. I have a feeling trade.
1: that's probably the exact same thing as kind of the American government.
0: <laughs> well, yeah. The funny thing was they made it illegal about a year ago and this all the people that take it across the United States, there's like a million of them just wrote in to the FDA or whoever does it, the DEA, and were like, no, don't take this off. This is helping with my anxiety. This is helping with my chronic pain. Mm-hmm. This is helping with my... You know, chronic fatigue. This is helping all this stuff. You, you just made it illegal and it's not illegal. So then they brought it back on and now you can get it. And Chris Bell sent me, I don't know if I'm supposed to say that, but he sent me a big box of it. Yeah. It's legal. So he, yeah, he can send that because I think he owns well, it.
3: Well, the Oasis Coffee Shop in Carborough, they they got it on their menu. Oh, do they really? Yeah. Hmm. And cava it, Cava and Crom.
0: Okay. We and have it's, it's, I've taken
1: it. And one of our coffee How do you meals.
3: say that
0: in English?
1: Kava. kava it's like another that,
3: is, that was it. kava kava, kava, kava. Uh, That's
0: what uh, John I've, I said, I was confused. Just kava. i've taken it I'm <laughs> and then a few companies have actually sent me once they heard he sent it to me i got like all this uh, kratom or kratom i should have brought some we could have tried that but it, it's very shitload of kava all i notice if i take a little bit it's like having a coffee and if i take too much because you just got to kind of figure out then i'm like jittery but also mellow it's the weirdest thing and i'm like well, it, it, it helped me sleep like a baby cheaper than heroin yeah so i mean and and then i would assume that if i took too much that i would just be nauseous and not want like i i don't i don't see it would be the same thing as like saying you can you can overdose on, on coffee but yeah so that's another thing i don't know We're talking malia about i
5: think it's your turn to advocate a drug that people should be taking
0: yeah so far we have ambient well we have near death <laughs> We have near-death from John, so we can all associate ourselves. We have ayahuasca. I mean, whiskey. Ambien. Ambien is another one, right? That's legal. But when you take that drug, you are on freaking Mars. No. (laughs) Mm. For the 10 minutes that you remember actually taking it. (laughs)
1: I have no recollection of the things that you speak of right now. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. But it makes you sleep like a
1: baby.
3: You just That's wake cool. up the next morning and your room is clean yeah. and something's been baked. <laughs> <laughs> <Not> you <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah,
1: you, um that there are a lot of things on the labels of a lot of things that say follow this instruction, you know, to the letter. That particular one with our like Take it once you've laid down in the bed, mm-hmm. and you have no intention Nothing of signing anything or getting up and driving anything. Mm-hmm. You're all good. If you don't, or you take it a few minutes too early, not to my recollection. Yeah, we used but to crush it up and put it in happen. non-alcoholic
0: beer when we were in Kuwait because they wouldn't let us drink over there. So I if we weren't flying, were flying we are like to those actions. We're like. Let's get high, and then it's fun for. Like I said, for like the first time I ever took it, I thought it was gonna be like Benadryl. So I took it, and I was like, "Oh, do you know, what? I should go get Chow at the Chow Hall before I go to bed." Nope. So I went to the Chow Hall, and it was like, "Hey, it's a <laughs> everything <laughs> slowed down," and I'm like, "It was the first time in my life I was like, I don't know if I'm gonna make it back to the room. I think I'm sleeping right here in the Chow Hall on the floor." <laughs> and and then you kind of go into, I mean, you you see things like. Y- it's it's wild i mean the way it taps into your brain is this uh, ambient you're talking ambient yeah something as simple as ambient i don't know anything about that
1: but i just know if you don't go right to sleep like john Mm -hmm. m john Mm -hmm. mathis said um you'll wake up in the morning and be like my house is so clean i've rearranged the furniture it looks really good so
3: and I'm laying on the porch. Let me pause it. <laughs> let me let me post. It. I did not say it laid on the porch, so I don't know. Maybe that's your personal experience. yeah are on <laughs>
1: ayahuasca and you took
3: Ambien,
0: so you don't know what you're doing. I have no idea. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna let, let me ask this of you. Okay, so you had a near-death experience. People have ayahuasca. Do you think it could be, or even LSD or all these sort of psychedelics? You think it could be that we're just tapping into a part of our brain? that is meant to react to a stressful situation like, oh, we're about to die, calm down, friends. We'll play a little music and guide you out until you're dead. You know what I mean? Like your brain has this hardwired thing inside of it that says, instead of panicking and having this horrible death experience, check out what we have loaded in your, your code. It's a nice little trip to help you ease you on your way to nothingness.
3: I don't think so. Because as you were saying, I was like, oh, yeah, I can see that. And I'm just playing different scenarios back in my head. But I also had the opportunity to work as a hospice nurse. Okay. And I can tell you that there are some occasions where people, there are some people that do not go gently into that good night.
0: Okay. What what do you mean? Like they fight it to the end? Yeah. Yeah.
3: They fight it. So that may be the case for some people, but I don't think it's the case universally.
2: Hmm. So, have you ever read The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle?
0: No. No. <laughs> um, I know, I, he's like one of those gurus, right? Like, self-help I guess people?
2: One could say. I mean, he his experience was that he was very miserable in his late 20s, and one night he just was so unhappy he was like, I just want to die. And it's kind of difficult to understand how, what he experienced that night, but essentially, he says his ego died. Mm-hmm. And he thinks that essentially where we sort of have a lot of pain is from our egos kind of, you know, creating this sort of, I don't know, this person that doesn't really have that spiritual connection.
0: Isn't our ego just a collection of our experiences and how we've, I guess, adjusted for them or, um, by adjust, I'm using the wrong word, how we, uh,
3: Uh, Accommodate.
0: Yeah. Like uh, your ego is like, let's say you were a kid and your big brother beat you up a lot. Your parents didn't hug you. So you start becoming a certain type of person. Yeah. I guess I'm just asking that question.
2: That sounds right. And so ayahuasca, a lot of times you hear people basically thinking that they're dying. They talk about how they kind of, and to me, I imagine that kind of sounds like what Eckhart Tolle went through. It's just killed his ego. And now he's just always living in the present and just very, um, and he there's no, he has like no fears, no no real anger because he, he claims, like this is the other thing that he kind of goes into saying is that, you know, he doesn't really think death exists, and that once you kind of have that, you're, you know, in that present moment, you recognize that there is no, there's no death, which... There's, I mean, I don't know what, what he means by that, necessarily.
0: Did he write The Case for Christ? No. Okay, who did that one? Someone gave it to me, and I'm like, eh, made it through a few pages. And I'm like,
2: okay. I don't know, you know who wrote that one. I think okay. I think I got it for Christmas one time, though. Case for Christ? <laughs> well, the story is
1: Christ
0: I is think that's patient, the one so. where, literally, <laughs> no
2: my dad gave it to me, and he said... You'll want to read this. It's it's going to be worth your while. As your dad, and so I just like yeah. So it's like a guilt. <laughs> read. He's and So I put so it like away, and then years later, I don't know. Maybe I was like sifting through it, and he'd put like a hundred dollar bill in it. <laughs>
3: No! Oh, yeah. That's funny. You're you know, if the nuns yeah, would have I'm brought me, I would have paid attention to religion class too.
1: <laughs> like, thanks, Dad. This is going to pay for my ayahuasca. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's
3: spiritual. That's spiritual. <laughs> right? That's right. <laughs> Spirituality
1: costs money, man.
3: Well, let me, let me ask you guys. So you guys went through BT, right? You went, had basic training. Mm-hmm. Did you go through an aspect of that where you lost your ego because whatever you were doing, the pain was so great? that you had to just kind of like surrender to the pain and you kind of get this like disassociative experience. Can I make
2: a guess about how they're going to respond? Sure, go ahead. Yes. Mike's going to say yes, Kevin's going to say no.
3: Okay. All right, let's see. Survey says.
4: Huh.
0: I was thinking Mike would be like, ah, I don't know, F- no. Oh.
2: <laughs>
4: yeah, that's no, about right. I don't think it was ever, it was easily one of the hardest things. Well, you went that- to
0: Marine Corps officer school, that's like, Way harder than what I went through. Yeah,
4: well, <laughs> I, don't, I, don't <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you, it's way harder than what I went through. Yeah, but at the same time, um, yeah, I mean it's really tough. But I don't ever remember we we just did it. It wasn't it wasn't like uh, like I guess what did you say like lose yourself and your ego and all those. That's things? That's what he said. Yeah. No, oh, sorry. Uh, no, no, I never lost my ego. It was more of just um, just do it. In fact, I probably ended up with more of an ego as a result of it because it was only – few, there's few people that are going to make it through this training. And then we dropped a lot of them going through the training. So, I mean, it was like, well, just just do it. I mean, that, at the end of the day, it was kind of like that Nike commercial. Just do it. Just stop talking and get it done because if – it's not like I'm doing this for the first time. There's been hundreds of guys before me that have done this, so right. I can do it too. And that was kind of what it was. It was like, well, we're we're – we're fighting on the shoulders of all these guys who came before us. And then, you know, we like to consider ourselves American Spartans. So, I mean, you get all that history and, I mean, we have more of an ego just for the fact that we're in this training and that we were selected. Because there's a huge selection process to go to Marine Corps Officer Candidate School and then on to the further training um, in, in Quantico. So, that was it. It was like... I'm going to do it. I, I know I can do it because other people have done it. So I'm just going to do it. So that, that was kind of it.
3: Well, maybe it wasn't in BT. But what I'm thinking of is that a lot of the case studies that I've read, so I've read about 300 case studies about near-death experience and people who have had these spiritual experiences. And a lot of them, when it's associated with pain, it's like it's so unbearable and something they can't stand. And then all of a sudden, there's this release. And the way they describe it is kind of like they detach from their ego. And they almost have like this, uh, they can view their experience both internally from their meat suit and externally <laughs> from above.
0: When you say detach from your ego, you mean just everything that you were here on Earth means nothing. It's You're, you're going to your basic fundamental flame of life. Is it's right both. It's okay.
3: b- you have an awareness of both. You can reach into both. Do you know what made me
0: destroy my ego and... And I guess enter that realm is with the first time, and, and I don't Getting know if married? you married. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> the first time, like in my head, I was like, oh yeah, without a doubt, I would absolutely 100% die for that person. Like without a doubt. Like, and it's obviously my children, but for people, it's something else. It might be a cause. I will die for that cause. Okay. Meaning nothing in your life adds up to something greater, and and the, it just. You know, I sit there and I think, what would I, you know, you watch movies and, or read books about World War II where they were separating families and dads were getting shot and stuff. And I was like, when I was a kid, I'd watch it and be like, how the hell, what is that? But as a, a now middle-aged man with a, two kids, if someone was outside saying, men, outsider, will kill your family, I would r- gladly march out and take the bullet without even hesitation, no matter how horrible and painful or whatever it was. So that that made me... That realization that there's no hesitation, you know, e- run into a burning building, jump off a cliff, I don't care what it is that I would do for my kids, has dissolved my ego, has dissolved anything that I okay. that I am on, on earth. And, and people have that. I use kids, but it could be anything, it could be, could be your business, it could be your, I don't know.
2: I feel like there's not really anything that's more motivating than a kid. From I mean,
0: from the from the evolutionary this is a, from standpoint, the perspective
2: of somebody who does not have children, but from what I can tell, it seems like people who have kids just they speak differently about well, it, everything.
0: It, it re, I, I think it's from an evolutionary standpoint, right? It triggers something in your head where you're like, oh, you know, my monkey relatives or my I mean, if you think about it, we're relatives all the way down to little squiggly amoebas. They all their whole purpose once they had kids was protecting your species for propagation of your species so Mm. i think that's you know that's probably where it comes from i mean i'm sure there's people that would like a better explanation like
5: oh it's pure love that well yeah
0: i guess it is but it's also i I mean i
5: think what you're saying it's evolutionary it's more like basic but i think that everything we were talking about before that is the result of the fact that we are completely away from that um every every problem that you're talking about is a result of an affluent society Right. Um, you know, if you're starving to death, you could care less whether you know your dad was mean to you. Like that's right. not on your mind. Right. If you're freezing to death, you're not concerned about being teased when you're in school yeah, you're and, going back to Maslow's hierarchy. right. You know? And so the things you're talking about with detachment, I would say that anytime you're put into a situation where you're forced to go into that that raw instinct, you forget and you lose all that. And that's kind of what you were asking Mike and Kevin. Um, you know, that you get to a point where the training is so rough, you're you're in so much pain that you don't care about anything else except for just getting out of that situation.
0: You had a basic training type, too. yeah. I
5: mean, right. and and so there's just, elements of that where you just get into such a horrible physical situation that your the mental issues are gone so you just detach from them. So ha- have you gone through something like seer training? I have not, but I've, I mean, I've ex- I've definitely been in situations where I could care less about anything other than getting out of my current situation, just because of the okay. level of pain. Well, John,
1: okay. I, I wanted to ask you, um, John, Secret Service, true crime, John, not <laughs> Murder John, murder John uh, Ghost uh, John, Murder John, Ghost John, oh, thank you. Murder John. I wanted to ask you, from all of your research and experiences you know we're talking about ego and kind of the thing of life and death and the sense of self and the sense of others how does that come into play and you know prior to recording i was telling you how i am just a full on murder you know true crime person i am so in um hooked but
2: you listen to how do you my favorite murder don't you you are
1: God, damn right. I do. What you use? A
2: word? Oh my gosh! Be Stay
1: safe. Don't get murdered. <laughs> um, but how it's do sexy, you? Stay sexy. Don't get murdered. So, oh, that's right. And don't go into the woods. Stay out of the forest. Um, so how do you? Just carry a gun. Find <laughs> that. So I do. <laughs> it I'm not afraid changes, to get murdered ever. Or you know what have what have you found from like victim and from predator kind of standpoint? Like, is there that? S- does ego take over or is it evil or is it sick or is it or those people who well, are I mean, the people you trust the most and you feel like it's my parent it's my protector it's the person who loves me more than anything in the world and then you end up a victim of those things right
5: i mean i think that goes along the same lines because i was thinking of when kevin was talking about being a parent because i'm doing research on cases where parents have done the exact opposite to their children, you know, as far as, um, hurting their children, which just seems completely against us as humans. Cause uh, you know, we're, we're supposed to be perpetuating our species, not doing that. And that's, that's why I was thinking about the, the affluent thing that I think that you're getting glitches and and people have all kinds of emotional things going on as a result of their circumstances that they're not able to really be in touch with their, their nature. Um, and so, I mean there's elements of that so I think that just the society itself can drive that but I mean there are certainly pure evil out there um there there are people out there and there always have been that they're just they're predestined to do bad things
1: That's, is, is that what what do you think do you think it's something that makes people evil or do you think it's a chemical imbalance or do you think it's nurture or nature or is it something i mean i think it's realm. a combination
5: of both. Bull- i don't think anything is purely uh hereditary versus purely um your environment i think almost everything is a combination and i think that's as true as well with evil i mean some some serial killers or some mass murderers i mean they're just absolutely uh it's just within them they they feel there's a drive to kill Whereas others, it's it's clearly some kind of they feel they're better than others, and it's it's acceptable. So there's a combination of, you know, that they're psychopathic, and they're also, um, you know, violent, and they just have a number of characteristics, which, you know, could be from their upbringing and a combination of, of, uh, of their genetics. But um yeah, I think it's it's a much more complicated uh, question, but I think that um, as people become less empathetic and more focused on themselves, I think that raises the chances of more criminals, but you still need to have that violent element. Even you can be completely narcissistic and egotistical, but if you're not violent, you're not going to go out and physically hurt people. But I think that the more the people are like that, I think that it, it raises the chances there'll be more people uh, committing those kinds of crimes.
0: How about it's evil because we can define it? You know, is it evil for a lion to kill... Don't they kill their children a lot? They kill the male
5: cubs? No, the male lion will kill another male's uh, offspring.
0: Okay. So, like, in that case, is, is nature evil? It's... it's. I would argue it isn't. Um, in fact, I had Paul Adams on maybe three weeks ago, or whatever, three episodes ago, and he said that if, if nature is performing what nature is supposed to do, then it's by all means moral. So a tree being the best tree that it can be is, is ultimately moral. So a lion that eats a baby, not a human baby, but a, uh, a baby lion, whatever the hell they're called, a cub. cub? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> whatever those things are called uh, uh, is, is technically being a lion and it's being the best it can be. So it's in that case, moral.
5: Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think that there is a evolutionary reason for what what they're doing. Uh, you know, a lion is doing that to perpetuate their own genes. Right. Uh, you know, puts the female lion into heat so that they can reproduce with the with the female lions. Um, but I I think that I think there certainly is some crime that is certainly not evil or justifiable. Right. Um, certainly crimes that don't hurt other people. I mean, it's hard to say that that's evil. You know, if you're I mean like a, gun a libertarian, that's watch out. Or, what's that? <laughs> speaking like a libertarian, watch yeah, out! Yeah, exactly. Uh, but but there's certain crimes that they have no end in them, other than your own personal satisfaction, uh, and you are harming someone else. It's uh, I, that is what I would probably define as evil. The reality dictates the morality. Yeah,
3: because if I sh- if I shoot you right here and now, that's murder. But if it's on a you know a, a battlefield and you are a combatant recognized by my government as a combatant then i get a medal for it
5: yes yeah you could i mean you could argue that yeah where that evil lies um but yeah because you're you're killing someone i guess on uh, on a greater good or whatever at least your your mindset yeah
0: when i was in connecticut we were driving back from new hampshire uh my wife took our kids in to use the bathroom at a rest stop and this guy comes up and he's like he looks at my license plate he's like north carolina huh i'm like and normally, if someone comes up and talks to me, I have a gun on me. So I'm like, whatever. But I'm in Connecticut. I'm not armed. So I'm like, yeah, North Carolina is like, what are you doing way out here? And he starts walking up to me. And I'm thinking at this point, I'm thinking I could probably choke him. It was probably your size. So he was what are you, six, four, six, five, six, five. OK, so he was he was a big dude. And I had to go over in my head different ways to kill him. <laughs> that just because. an axe in your car, right? Yeah, that's right. I always have an axe in my car, and I did have an axe at that point, but not not uh, readily available. So this it, is
5: your thought when strangers talk to you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah,
0: I was thinking about how to choke him
4: out. It's not your. I am. <laughs> does This unusual. person is providing us help. Well, how does the story <laughs> end? That's, that's the best way to think. I, I'm with Kevin 100 percent, man. I mean, I, I mean, uh, if I don't have to kill him, great. I'm pretty sure. If I, do, I remember I correctly, it was General Mathis. Who said be friendly to everyone? Walk in the room, be friendly to everyone, but have a plan to kill everyone. <laughs> 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 that dog. <laughs> Man, that's right. I mean, and that he's a, the baddest. He's a living legend in the Marine Corps. He is. And like that's, and I'm, I'm with Kevin. Like, yeah. Well,
0: the point of it was, I don't know what this guy's <laughs> motivations are. No, I'm totally with and you. And we were talking just talking about that. Yeah. Um, now, now keep in mind, this isn't going to like. Oh, let's go to Aunt Muriel's um, nursing home because it's her ninety fourth birthday and. Uncle Ted is there, and I'm like, I could choke this guy out so easily. <laughs> I could stab him. Turn wait. our stomachs. Wait, 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 so I got to edit wait, something, was that my something out. Voice? <laughs> 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 so so that, yes, that out. you're yeah. you're in a weird area.
3: That's interesting because at six five, I guess I've never had to worry about that. I've never had to worry about carrying a gun or whatever. It's just I- like I. I I've never had to, well, I take that back. There's been a couple of times I feel like I've needed to handle somebody.
0: I used to think, so I did a lot of, um, if you listen to the last episode where I interviewed Bonnie Mann, three-time world boxing champion. Badass. Uh, Yeah, she's really cool. So uh, I used to train with her, and there was one time in my life, it was probably prior to to being a wrestler, or I don't, it was prior to I got into combat sports.
5: Was this professional wrestling, like? Frog is, fins. Okay. Listen the the
3: yeah. you know, you know. here I, to me, brother. I have something to say.
1: <laughs> I, just want, so, I just want to see him stand up and like rip his t-shirt off right now. You know, <laughs> and, like, Hulkamania. <laughs>
0: it, so the point of it is, <laughs> the um, I used to think that just because people were big and muscular that they were automatically tougher. And then I've wrestled people. I've wrestled muscular men. <laughs> Really, I just want that it to say about him.
3: that. Yeah. Was this in competition or so, just, uh, <laughs> just a Saturday night? Yeah, what are you talking about?
5: Little, you look muscular. You want to wrestle? You, you guys are like
1: who's jealous right now? You guys are
0: so mm-hmm. a, a little baby oil and back rubs. Yeah. Know, I, I'm gay about that. I'm married.
5: But um, having
0: fought my my share of of larger men, uh, I realize that there's a skill component. I mean, there obviously is a skill component. Um, but still, that doesn't mean you shouldn't know how to kill somebody. Well, I'm
1: cu- I'm curious because, believe it or not, like she the way Mike said, She likes to wrestle men. hands, <laughs> I mean, <Yeah>. <laughs> right? Um, like Mike said, and I I totally echo your thoughts. I totally do that whenever I see someone just w- in any that? particular fashion <laughs> of like looks like you. What if find a in way this out moment. That person were to walk up and like shit was to go down.
0: Yeah, you should like, always I'm do that. Always, There's nothing wrong with that.
1: You guys, I'm in here setting up the bar the other day, and that mannequin that we just purchased you and it. intentionally put it right there. I came walking around the corner, and out of my perif, <laughs> I was like. That looks like there's a person just standing there, like, <laughs> for me. And I instantly had an exit strategy, and then an, like if it comes to to blows, and Mike comes walking in from getting a drink across the f- from next door, and as soon as he came in, I'm like, so let me tell you about like this this whole thing let me tell that you just about went this, down. This and uh, I do like I do that, that really a exist. lot, <laughs> a lot, but. So I guess I wasn't. Is wonder, that a female
3: thing? Like if you see no, a guy no, you're think already so. thinking of a defense. No, 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 strategy No, it's like any, just it's
1: like anybody. I any think mannequin. Anyone. I'm I think any
3: mannequin. <laughs> did
1: you always feel like I that cannot get a
0: JC No. I oh, think yeah. military I did it up? for me. Once once people started trying to kill me legitimately, I was like, Oh, okay, maybe I should have I can see how that would people. reshape your reality. it does a little bit. But also you should be like you're getting into your car and you can see the reflection you know, you can see behind you. Just check behind you. What's what's the harm to that? What do you think? You're a, you're a woman.
2: No, I, I you're agree. You're
0: defenseless. Defenseless. I'm just Please saying. represent yeah, all if women. If I see
2: a man, <laughs> if I see a man, which I see, I go, I take my little tiny dog for walks all the time, and often Roger, I don't doing? know what I would do. Like I will see men in the distance, and I'll think. He could be here to <laughs> rape and murder me, and there's nothing I can do. poor dog gun. would be left to its own Well, I worry that. about Roger Moore than me. Wait,
0: the guy who played 007? <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh, come on, that was, that, was that was a good that
0: joke. Went. Nothing? No. Maybe oh, as
1: <laughs> <maybe laughs> a girl that was raised a lot by, like, by her dad, but, you know? And not like the whole protect yourself as a woman, but I remember the conversation where my dad was like, don't ever... Let me hear that you started a fight, but don't ever let me hear that you lost one. And I was like, oh, "Right on, Dad. Roger. <laughs> okay, Roger. That. I got it." Yeah. So I, I, I don't know. I guess it's the people. How about in the, your life that you, shape your with your training?
0: You're not. You're not more vigilant. You don't check reflections to make sure no one's behind you
5: or. You know, I actually tried to like get away from that. I mean, I'm back into that more now. Yeah. yeah. But uh, well, yeah, to me I just I, Why now? I mean- well, I mean, I've got I'm now I'm a private investigator. Oh, I just okay. got my license this last year, so now I'm kind of I'm back into that realm more That's one. why he's wearing okay. short shorts. He's going to so, grow a mustache soon. What are you talking are You talking about my shorts? <laughs> <laughs> Magnum PI. He wore he wore yeah, cut I
3: was saying shorts and a mustache. mustache. Yeah, yeah.
5: yeah. Shirt. So, <laughs> driving a car throw grow a mustache. So, that's put me <laughs> into situations where I've been more uh, cognizant of my surroundings. Mm-hmm. But in general, I just I, I feel like that you're just amping up your cortisone for no reason most of the time. Can you talk um,
2: about any of your experiences as a PI? Yes. Okay, so let's hear What it. kind of crazy Ooh. shit has happened so far yeah. since you started yeah, yeah, this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, just going
5: out and doing interviews on cases and, you know, knocking on people's doors and going into neighborhoods or wooded areas that uh, are probably pretty dangerous, that you certainly become much more aware of. Of, you know how you could get in and out of that area and who's around you and, and you know what they have in their hand and those types of circumstances and uh, definitely the the body language yeah I would I would say more it's just uh, going into certain environments and just the, the nature of the people that you're dealing with um, you know if you're in an area that's high you know contrary to all the positive drug talk uh, earlier you know I mean, if you're in an area where there's a lot of drugs being sold, you're going to have a lot of people that uh, are carrying weapons, a lot of people that yeah. are dangerous, and a lot of people that are willing to hurt people to protect what they have. Right. Um, so that's certainly you know well, something you got to be aware right. of. I mean, what I would say is that in general, and I, I just I'd happened to take a self defense class, not too long ago, and and it, it one of the things that woke me up to is if that your cell phone is the single biggest Sorry. risk that anybody in this room has as far as not being cognizant of what's going on around them. Like, people 15 years ago are probably safer than we will ever be because oh, they're, they're not so constantly looking at your cell phone. Yeah. I mean, you could be mugged, robbed, raped so fast and you wouldn't even know it because you're busy looking at your cell phone. As and, long as you're looking at a kitty video. <laughs> right. And think about how many times in public that you are not aware of your surroundings, even just for split seconds of time to look yeah. down to see if you got a text. You're very vulnerable yep. to somebody wanting was, to come at you.
0: I was just... Picture him in a w- all women self defense class, being the guy who has to wear the the suit, the suit? and they all come yeah, up yeah, and yeah. kick him in the nuts. <laughs> 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 he has to be the the rapist in all the scenarios. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was funny for me. I enjoyed it. Had a nice little little laugh to it myself. As a
3: titanium cup. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Do you carry a weapon while you're out there? Left Thanks for maybe. putting me on the
5: spot, but no, I, I don't oh, currently. But um, it is something I've looked into. But right now, my so my primary means would either be talking myself out of a situation or getting myself out of a situation physically.
0: Why don't you carry just curiously as a as an avid gun carrier? Uh, it, there's
5: just multiple steps to the process to okay. to be able to carry you got to carry additional insurance you got okay. you know different permits and that kind oh, of thing okay. so it's it's cost pro, cost prohibitive and and time huh. so it it would require I, a few things for me to be able to do it
4: I'm not worried about I mean I don't carry a gun and I I don't ever intend to <laughs>
5: Yeah
4: and it has nothing to do with extra steps I just don't see I I just don't see it
0: I just I, I play
4: the odds man And I'm like I'm more likely to kill myself Than to be killed By somebody else And hmm. and then Especially in where we live today In this town That we live in I, I see there's Virtually I have no threat Virtually no threat There's I have no reason To carry a gun Really? Yeah I carried a lot of guns I, I spent a year in Iraq A year in Afghanistan and I come here and I don't, I don't well, see well when any, you compare
3: yourself to that going. of course this isn't so yeah, but so, is, so is Kevin
4: so is Kevin and, yeah, he, yeah. and he carries a gun so I mean it's you, you Kevin's been to both places so I, that's so I'm different in the way that you, you I mean, yours is a more process well you gotta pay this you gotta have insurance you gotta do all right. these stuff but I'm like man it doesn't matter if I can walk in and grab a gun right now and just put it on my hip and walk around you know I still wouldn't do it.
5: Yeah, I mean, I'd say in general that I'm much more close to your mindset, though, because I, I was saying I, I have been less vigilant over the years because I just I feel like... That, I mean, there's so much less crime than there was 20, 30 years ago in society. It's and the it's safest just, time in human history. What's that? It's the safest time in human history. Right. But, I, you know, I don't know if it's just, you know, news and the Internet, but people are just terrified. You know I mean? It's I'm like,
0: not terrified. I just, I'm self-reliant, right? I'm not going to rely on the police. I'm not going to be, if if there you go, this right. anyone wants to come between me and my family, they're going to have to get through me. And there's going to be...
2: Gun Dude, do you, have a, do you have a basement
3: with, place? like, a bunch of food I and wish. dried food and, you know, water <laughs> and oil? I don't and, have you know. a basement. Well,
4: no, I think that's a co- that's a great way to look at it. I mean, I agree. With, I mean, if I were to carry a gun, it would be for the reasons that Kevin said. Very
0: libertarian.
3: Yeah.
2: No, I totally get I don't get think – I, I don't g-
0: walk around thinking there's people going to get me. It's just something – it's a step that I, I add to my sure. – I'm not carrying now, technically. No, because I'm drinking. <laughs> tra- get <laughs> get <laughs> him! Get him! get him! I'm not carrying now, but – I mean, it's locked in the truck. I
4: will be, and I'm drinking, so. Well, that's. The two, I, won't I mean, the be. cops are not going to help you. I mean, if you're ever in a bad situation, yeah. they're reactive; they're not proactive. But yeah. you carrying a gun makes you proactive. What if you're that one guy?
0: And I know, I know, it's it's you know, with the odds of it, but the you're there, and there's a shooting, and now you're the you're the good guy with a gun. I mean, that's
4: to, I, my, my potentially. Sister. I mean, there's that like that holes. <laughs> well, I don't mean to make a joke of it, but that was that that one of the, what was it, one of the school shootings where the resource officer actually ran away. Yeah, he was, was a good pussy. guy with a gun, and he still <laughs> ran, away, <laughs> and ran away. So but just because a gun doesn't mean you're going to go into battle. There or, was
0: the one in Parkland uh, where they shot up the the church, and right, the neighbor right. went and got his gun. He grabbed a handful of bullets barefoot and chased this guy down and held him at gunpoint to the police. Yeah, that's him. pretty incredible. That so, <laughs> I mean, there's good guys with guns. Oh,
4: for sure. No, I agree 100%. Yeah.
0: Right. Let's, let's change gears here. Uh I want to ask, what, if anything, because last time we were here, we were doing a ghost hunt. Um, you, you got some, I mean, I don't know what you had, but you took some, some readings and you took some, uh, addressing John here, you took um, the recordings. Did you have yeah. anything? Did
3: you pick no. up anything? So the, ghost the fir- John. The first ghost uh, John uh, Ghost John. Uh, I thought it was AI John. I guess <laughs> I, I'll be Ghost John today. Yeah, Ghost John. Yeah, so the first thing I went through is I went through and looked at all the electrical. And because this was recently upgraded, this is all up to code. Mm -hmm. Uh, Sometimes you'll find EMF that leaks Mm -hmm. and kind of gives a physiological response that there there is something here.
0: Is there data on that? Yes. Like you can literally hit someone with EMF and have them
3: feel. Okay. Yes. Uh, Look up a voice of God technology.
0: Voice of God technology.
3: Mm -hmm. What is that? So I could actually project a voice into your head, but not into anybody else into this room. That's how targeted I could be. And I can target voices into your head. I don't. I
0: don't buy that. Like what type? Like you could a, a sentence. Like, oh, a whole conversation. You could put it into my head. Absolutely. But how? By stimulating, like, like physiologically. Well, I'm what, to how can that you, would you happen. just
2: do it right now? Like, so that. If it's true, you can do it, or well,
0: I think he's talking about with some sort of equipment. Oh, wait. No, so, so stuff? for <laughs> example,
3: there, uh, it, if you go into the DARPA website, or okay. if you look up Voice of God technology, there is a way that they have of directing sonic energy from space, from a satellite, to you within a four-foot radius, and interject <laughs> conversations.
0: I think. I think. That might be...
3: Wait. All right. <laughs> no, I, I, I know, I I'm know trying it to sounds French. I'm trying to be cordial. <laughs> I, know, I, I know it sounds like French. I know it sounds like bullshit. Uh-huh. But if you go onto the DARPA website...
4: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wait, who's, who's <laughs> the Can DARPA? Can you just send the link who's and, the and the DARPA? We'll, we'll just check
0: it out? Absolutely. Defense Agency Research. Something. You I don't know. I
4: feel like you're telling us to go on a website and then it's like it's true because it's online well DARPA is reputable It's it's a government website I think yeah <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I don't know. not really You trust everything the Mike government I, tells you. I mean, Mike <laughs> and I, tried to
0: bend spoons. We did. And yeah, and we I didn't bend did you, yeah. We both did, but other people did it. So yeah, uh, check it out, episode something, way early. <laughs> it was, episode episode 12, 12, We tried 13. to do a lot of stuff. Remember? Yeah, we tried. We to, put us
4: through a lot of weird tests. And I don't we failed know. At every single yeah, yeah <laughs> I mean, I don't.
3: I don't trust the government. I mean, you know, I wasn't a Tuskegee airman, but I, 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 I know not to trust the government. Except, but except
4: for when it's talking about this God uh, telephone that goes inside you. <laughs> well, I mean, because <laughs> it, except for this, then you'll trust that <laughs> because it comes
3: know. from multiple sources. But the most credible source, I would say, would be DARPA. Uh,
4: okay. So how does it Wait, work? My, I mean, Mike, I, I
2: agree. It's it's understandable to be skeptical, but we might as well check. I mean, well, I'll check, man. Yeah. I'm all for checking. If there's well, evidence to show it's just, that it's, it's happening, it's,
4: I'm a, I'm, then look, I, I, I um. I'm like I'm like Kevin. Uh, we're right. We're uh, I th- I'm going to assume that you're still um, agnostic. Mm-hmm. So we don't know what's out there, but we are assuming that there's something out there. And it's the same thing with this thing that that John's talking about. Like, well, potentially it's true, but I, it's hard for me to be so like, yes, this is it, because there's these sources and this is what it says, and it comes from this website. I I mean, although I would, I yeah, yeah, it's probably some truth to it, but. It's just the bizarre to me. It's listening. always weird when, I know, and they're gonna it's always weird you when someone's right. like, this is the way it is. That, that's, what's, that's, what, well, that's what's crazy to me. What, is there
1: something on YouTube that shows ooh. where this, uh, you know, because the YouTube, the Google, and the DARPA I'm now, like, maybe might have some validity. But, like, can is there something where you can see a video, like, someone has this equipment? It'd be dope if you had it in your car right now, and you could bring it in and show us. Yeah, I like to see it. I I, like I, I wish you I, see I had it that. Work?
4: I see it work? see Voice
3: of God technology has been around since the late 80s. So, if you know to look for it, it's in so many places. It's on YouTube, it's on I'm, Wikipedia, <laughs> as soon it's as on done, DARPA. Googling, man.
1: It's, it's definitely on Amazon because they tell me to buy some dumb shit. Well, let's go. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's go what, fire. well, the whole thing. Let's let uh, uh, check out and I'm trying to like. But sh- I've also been
4: around since the 80s. Uh, I've, <laughs> <laughs> well, I've been around since the 60s. So, you
3: know. The
0: um, One of the last uh, uh, recent podcasts I had was with James Barrett. And he talked a lot about um, something called dark dark. Data. No, that's what you told me about. This is something else. It's called um, whatever data mining. So, so every single man, woman, and child in the United States, and I'm assuming on Earth, people have at least five thousand data points on you. Whether you're on Facebook, whether you're on this is the average. Um, and what that means is they know what type of whiskey you like. They know what type of shoes you wear. They know. Uh, and by they, these are really marketing firms that can put together a profile and target you directly. Like this is all this is all real. Thi- it's called data mining. That's the the term. And Facebook just got in trouble with it because they sold a bunch of data to some company so they can target you. Uh, there's a, a movie out called "Do You Trust This Computer?" Really good. Check it out. My friend James Barrett is in it. And they they show this thing where where Ted Cruz was. Um, like dead in the polls and he hired this company and said get this data and bring us back up and he showed this guy showed as we applied and and it was all targeted stuff so like you open up your facebook and you see a news feed or you see you know all these little things that kind of pushed you towards hey ted cruz isn't a bad choice and then you saw him rise up into the point where it was him versus trump at the end uh it's fascinating it's fascinating
2: I wonder what trump did
0: I know. Who did well, he hire? Well, well that's what at the end George. of it. At the end of it, he said there's two people because this was made still during the election. He said there's two people left in the election and one of them is using this technology. And that's all the guy said. So it was kind of kind of fascinating. And, and there's no, you know, even my, my in-laws who don't go online, they can't escape it because they still use credit cards. You know, there's still stuff is still shipped to them. Like all this data is out there whether you know it or not. Conversations on phones. I thought remember when they did that big data dump or something, they said that they had all this metadata? I thought it was like no, there's no way they have our conversations. They freaking have our conversations. Absolutely. And they have our texts and they have our emails and they have our our shop they have they know if you're watching a Red Sox game while scrolling Amazon and looking at furry boots that you want to buy they know that and they can they can get make a profile about that and get you to do something it's, it's crazy
2: is it bad that like i'm i always operate under the assumption that that's the case like i always yeah. assume when i'm well, having a conversation with my friend i'm always assume nsa has it yeah, i assume it everything bad. in a free society i think it's bad and i don't care yeah, I think
0: that's that's a complacency. Is that the word? There is it? no. Free I feel like I. But
2: if you know me, you know I'm not complacent about jack shit. Like I yeah. care about a lot of shit. But don't. for some reason, well, there's
5: nothing you can do
4: about it. I think so that's right. is. I think that's yeah. it. If you you have to. What do you want to do about it? I mean, I'm with right. Savannah. I, who cares?
1: I, I'm like I if, you, if, crazy, if you if you know, work that hard to know every freaking thing about everybody, then surely you're paying attention to the. Friggin' morons who are capable of some shit I'm I'm just what what was the quote you said you told me about yesterday I'm just trying to be uh, as less dumb as possible to
2: to look as
1: least (laughs) stupid as possible in life
4: I feel like oh, that quote does stupid. not accomplish the objective. <laughs> no, it's not. I don't think it, it applies to what we're talking about. But it was about just trying to make it through this life without looking too stupid. That's where I'm like, That's I'm like you. I'm this. like, I don't <laughs> care if you're listening
1: to everything because I'm not. I'm not. A, I'm not the bad guy. I'm not going to go out and do anything that you should really but, be concerned. about. But how about. about
0: this situation, right? Let's say you're sitting on the couch with your significant other, and you say, "Do you know what?" Um, so, like these little Google Home things or the, the Alexa, your Siri, freaking Siri's always turning on on me.
3: Google oh, your home turning monitor? Me on, but <laughs> which is monitoring you 24 7? Yeah, yeah.
0: So, let's say you're sitting on the couch, you say, do you know what? I think I'm going to finally have to get that knee replacement because I'm just in a lot of pain. Oh, but honey, um, what about the fact that you just lost your job, we don't have the funds, and so-and-so is going to college? Yeah, you're right. And then two months down the road, you apply for life insurance or melt, er, you're suddenly turned down from medical insurance. And you can't get a loan because you don't have... You know, They say that this, these glitches where people's entire conversations are recorded, you've seen them, right? They've they're not emailed, glitches. Yeah, they're not glitches. That they're, These people are... If you don't think that the people that can mine your data to profit off it are are nefarious, you know, are they doing things to find out information about you to manipulate you? Then, I mean, it's I think it's kind of a naive thing. That's like saying politicians have our best interest in mind.
4: Right. Well, right? I, I think clearly they're bend a, over. They're <laughs> just they're they're doing the data mining to make money. I mean, that's all yeah, it yeah. comes down to. They certainly don't have your best interest in mind, but. From yeah, my Facebook is free I for like, a
3: reason. Because you're the product.
4: Right. But also, like I like I like that I find new things that are geared, geared or towards directed you. towards yeah. me. I found movies, music, stuff. And it's not like I go out and buy a, a, a ton of stuff. I don't like, do that. But like when I'm like online and then a little thing pops up and it's like a movie, it's like, you might like this movie. Brassers. Or you might like this. <laughs> and then I'm like, as a matter of fact, I do like that movie, and then I was like, "That's yeah, cool, man," and I can dig it. But yeah, you're right. But I, clearly, like, nobody has your interests and minds at the end of the day. Like, one of the best quotes I ever got, or one of the best pieces of advice I, I ever got, was when I was considering getting out of the Marine Corps. And you can you talk about like anything? Like, I think this applies to everything. My CEO told me he's like, "Hey, look, Stojic, Here's the thing, right? He's like, put your finger in a glass of water, take your finger out of it. The time it takes the water to refill that hole from where your finger was, is the time is going to take." Everyone to forget about you, yeah. like and it basically it's like no one really cares about you like you care about you or your family. Sure, and this is the same thing with all these people selling you stuff or trying to get you to buy things or take your money. And then no one, no one ever has your interest in mind. They're just trying to make money. But if you can, but if they're doing something to make money off of you and at the same time it's bringing you some at least some form of happiness because you can find things that are like new and exciting, then I don't know. I don't see the the harm in it. I mean, I understand your whole thing with the medical insurance and it's like. We we're talking about it and they're recording it. Now 3 months on the road, they're like denying you for insurance. It's like, man, that's like a that's that's far-fetched sign. That's I mean, that's crazy movie shit, man. I can't imagine like there for every one person that's having that conversation, there's got to be at least another person monitoring that or at least some like well, it's, it's just bizarre to me that that's that's the case. I think James it's Barrett
0: for, was saying that they were gathering like racial data and were denying people loans. Well, yeah, Based I mean up. that makes sense.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, they've been, so, like, been redlining people re- re- for a long time. Yeah. Re- but re- I mean, world. aren't we aren't we still at least in in the world where where you, you there people are going to do a lot of shit that you don't agree with or that you don't say? Yeah, absolutely, NSA, listen to my conversations. But but I mean, you know, where it's like um, they're going to deny you for life insurance because they heard you say something over at Alexa. You know, you got to be able to sign something saying, hey, I agree by having Alexa or by having whatever. Yeah, you that agree to I'm it. I'm going to get that. You can but listen you in on all my shit. Yeah, and, that's a little uh, deny me.
0: I, I don't know. It's overstepping boundaries, but y- you're right. I mean, it, it's a debatable thing because what can you do about it? You got to exist in the 21st century. It's just what level of privacy do you say? Do you, um, the guy, Zuckerberg. Zuckerberg said, when they said we are collecting all this data on them, and he said, "Yeah, f- fuck
3: them."
5: Em. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
0: and that was
3: his quote. They like, signed on to Facebook, so fuck them. F- yeah,
5: yeah. And and Kevin, just to kind of point off of that, I mean, I think the privacy issues are a huge concern for everyone, but we we can't do a lot about it. Who's but coming from the investigation side and trying to figure out, you know, who did what. And using all this data, it's just not as effective as you think it would be. It's just, I think it. I think it would be though. It's not. It's, 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 I mean, it's and the errors are just so much more, and you, we ignore the errors. Yeah. I mean, if you get six hundred uh, messages from Facebook saying, "Do you know this person?" Mm-hmm. and five hundred of them are people you've never heard of, you just delete it. But yeah, If they but pick somebody you knew from like grade school, you're just like, "Oh my god, how did they know that?" you're just ignoring all the ones that are wrong. Mm-hmm. And so it's just like, I mean, like your example about being on the couch. Let's just say that that really could happen, and right. that really does happen. I'm on the other end. i got to figure out who said that. How do I know who said that? How do I know IP that that address. Uh, Alexa is to the right house? How do I know that that coming in is reliable? I think it's very traceable. Uh, and, and those are all kinds of problems with us. I mean, cell phone data it's not that reliable but but
0: ip ip well and now sure but you got to remember ai is an exponential growth of information so where we say like okay a surgeon has to do a thousand surgeries before he can get proficient or ten thousand whatever it is ai within like every time it learns it's this is this making sense? What's going on?
1: Savannah is so freaked of, out right now. She thinks something crazy Wait, is Wait, did we on. have
0: a, a ghost experience? I, I don't Where know. Yeah. So let's end it here and go with this. Okay. So we're hanging out here. We did the ghost, and now we're hearing noises in the other room. And Savannah's, like Savannah's freaked out. Scratching She's on the edge of her seat. Now.
1: She's itching. I'm fine.
2: She's
0: so what are you hearing? What are you hearing over there?
2: What'd you say? What what noises are you hearing? No, right? no, just, I heard nothing. I, well, uh, nothing, You're a liar! nothing, nothing but what we all heard, which, okay, which was, it was sounded some like
0: sort of somebody
4: made too loud yes. rapping yeah, noises. Yeah, and I have there. it on
0: tape, yes. so we'll listen. We'll see what if, it, if, it's, if it's if it's a tap or if it's like yeah, if it says something. Be quiet. <laughs> it's, it whispers to our head. I realize you guys can't when hear done, what I'm saying because I'm on a tell different you mic. About what happened to me
1: yesterday, it'll freak
0: you out.
5: So i are you gonna ask one question. The yeah, phone yeah, call ahead. is coming from inside the house. <laughs> yeah. no. What's that? No questions? Poor John oh. needs a question. So I had there's I had all these you know questions. I said that the fact that there's, like there's so. guidelines or uh, structure doesn't matter. Oh, yeah. yeah, you're right. You're <laughs> I right. specifically said if we had a list of things to cover, we wouldn't get to any yeah. other. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we didn't get to joking, one. But. Look at here. Look at here. I Do mean, I have these, these are all my questions <laughs> I had set up. <laughs> right? We Kevin, didn't get you remember
0: these
1: us. group, uh, you know, podcasts? These are the best that we used to do. Yeah, yeah. Where it was like this, yeah. you're gonna have to edit out like 92 percent of <laughs> everything.
0: I just—it's easy because your voice has a very distinct <laughs> waveform. <laughs> <it. laughs> the
1: best. Isn't that
0: scary? Like I've done so much editing, <laughs> hundreds of hours, that i, I know what my all. voice looks like. I love um, this. In the 100th okay, so one and here the you go. One. Would you rather, John? Oh. Stop it. John. What John. happened?
5: I was trying to get Havana, uh, Savannah, Havana, Havana. Savannah, Savannah to freak out. You're uh, the one that's like, what do you see over there? <laughs> what if I was mannequin. just sitting here and Kevin's already fired off shots. And- <laughs> I know It's just the mannequin. So I have, would you rather questions?
0: I have five seconds or less questions, or, uh, uh, what the hell? Five second rule questions. And then I have general questions. Okay. So, um, gosh. Okay. Here we go. John, a cave in occurs you and a stranger are deep in a mine shaft. The entire mine is sealed and the air hole being drilled will not reach you for 30 hours. If you both take sleeping pills from the medicine chest, there's a medicine chest there. So if you both take sleeping pills, the oxygen will last for 20 hours, which gives you a 10 hour deficit, right? So almost certain death. Both of you can't survive, but alone you will. After you both realize this, the stranger takes several sleeping pills and says it's in God's hands and falls asleep. You have a pistol. What do you do?
5: I mean, I, I wouldn't. I, I'm more, I'd be more likely to shoot myself under that scenario. Wow. Just thinking that, I mean, he's going to survive. Very selfless. So I, I don't think I would seek revenge on him.
2: Well, it's not revenge. No, it isn't. That's well, it is because right he killed word, me right? by
5: taking both the pills.
2: Oh, no,
0: I think you have enough. You have enough pills. There's 20. No, I thought you just said there's only so there's two only pills. pills. No, 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 I didn't say that. I just meant there's pills there that you can take and go to sleep, and you might, it'll be a peaceful death. You both will probably fall asleep mm. and never wake up. Or you can kill him and you'll survive, or you can kill yourself and he'll survive.
5: Well, I'd want the peaceful death, then, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking that, because there, there's 30 hours, and you have 20 hours of sleep, that if you had two of them, then you could survive somehow, because you'd have 40
4: hours oh, of no, hair. No, no, no. no he like, just
0: said, he's like, I'll leave it up to God, took the pills for the, see what happens. Maybe he'll survive. Who knows? Probably not.
5: Yeah, I'll take the peaceful death, then.
0: So you would take pills? Mm. Savannah? You could save someone's life. So, if you take the pills, you're both dead.
2: But what? if you shoot yourself in the head, he lives? Yeah. yeah who the hell is Gosh, that that? that's a tough decision. He's a stranger. He's a stranger, well, part of the don't question. Know if, he's any worth any, if he's worth your life. Yeah, I think it depends on what my impressions of the stranger were. Yeah. Like, if he seemed <laughs> like he was... You know, he dresses he's
5: nice. A he's a yeah. pedophile. Well, I mean, if it's like a
2: teenager, him. then I would want them to live. I'd probably shoot myself. But if it's, you know, somebody who's 90... Have you been around a d-
1: teenager? I mean, he was, <laughs> yeah,
4: he was ugly. I've I tried to shoot different. myself just for having conversations with teenagers. I'd be digging. like...
0: <laughs> no, it did really happen. So, uh, these are the questions that I was going to ask. I have plenty everyone of yeah,
1: questions. Go g- um, um, I'm going to go on the two pill.
0: No, I have another one for oh, okay. you. Yeah, the give t- a the, different two, the, two wow. the two pill one okay. is okay. I
1: would non lethally shoot him in the stomach. You have. Two pills.
0: Five seconds to answer this question. Okay. Name three things you do when no one is looking
1: talk to myself, talk to my cat, Cheddar, and. Time's up. Those are the only two things a, I do.
0: These aren't apparently as fun as they looked when I was writing them down. <laughs> <laughs> um, name three things you can dip in chocolate
2: bananas, pretzels, M&M's. <laughs> I don't know.
0: Yeah, so I had those and things. things. And Let's. Um, I just want to get a, f- at least a final, nice wrap up here. So, John. John's blog, twistedpodcast.com. I was actually – I was at a party this weekend, and I met a fan of John's. And they were like, no way. You know that guy? I'm like, unfortunately. I'm (laughs) like, yes, I do. Uh, They were very excited about that. So you have a fan
5: in New England. Thank you. I was very excited to hear that from you. Cool. Cool. Anything new? Uh, No, I'm still doing the Twisted Podcast, two episodes um, – twistedpodcast.com, two episodes a month. And uh, we just increased, I got about a thousand new listeners last month, nice. so definitely going well. That's uh, doing, Writing some true crime articles, and like I said before, I've got my private investigator's license, so I'm doing true crime for fun and for work. Short shorts and a mustache. That's right. And a Ferrari,
2: <laughs> hopefully, <laughs> a someday Ferrari. soon. <laughs>
0: Savannah, are you going to come back on the show? Are you going to be a regular again? Yes. Okay.
2: Sure now you have to window. actually tell me when you're going to be recording. And uh, you know, it's always I once every two here. weeks. Once every two
0: weeks. i got to get uh this is it i just reached i had a whole pool of interviews and everything and i just because i've been gone i haven't i don't have anything planned i have some guy that wants to talk about something (laughs) (laughs) supposed to meet him i'm like "Uh, i don't know that narrows it down that sounds great so and,
2: and I'll be releasing my own podcast in a couple of months. Are you serious? Yeah. yeah.
1: Nice.
5: Right, well, we exactly it's a Details. Thing. Come on, give us the thirty-second elevator pitch.
2: Um, I want it to be like the the one of these um, white wine true crime or my favorite murder, but instead of so it's maybe it, it's going to be me and my friend, but we're going to be talk rather than murders, we're going to be talking about futuristy stuff. So futuristy <sighs> okay. like articles and stuff like that. Yes, That's my yes,
0: because that was your thing. Oh, futurism. Is there a
1: name?
2: Yeah, but I don't want to say it out yet. loud because I don't want anybody to steal it from me. Yes. <laughs> it's that good. Yeah, it's mean, that good. In my it's opinion, top secret. It's the best. <laughs> All right.
0: Well, we'll look out for. Okay, are you going to tweet it? You don't yeah. even. tweet Well,
2: I'll let you know. I'm, okay. I'll, I can tweet it, but nobody follows me. So, but it'll get a following. I'll figure out a way to okay, get it. I I follow. Well, I, follow you. I think. Do you want anything we, start
0: we should do? Following? Because we're getting so much good info and all that stuff here, we should at least do this more often instead of once every hundred episodes, <laughs> or fifty episodes, whatever it was the last time we did this. But okay, Revival 1869 you guys are still selling booze, still slanging booze. I
1: don't know if you guys drink it all. You got
0: T-shirts yeah. now.
1: Yep. Can you t-shirts. buy them online? Uh, no. You okay. Can come here buy them. can't you buy them online? Buy them.
0: What if I want to go home and buy so one? We one don't of these? have
1: an online
0: <laughs> Patreon, anything like that. Nope. You guys don't have.
1: Nope, we want you to come in and buy drinks and also but buy But what
0: t-shirts. if I'm a fan of the show and I am in Burbank, which is highly unlikely? I say reach no out to business. the Wait What If
1: podcast. We'll give a shirt to the host and he can pay the You're giving away a shirt?
0: <laughs> Ish. Oh, oh, there we go. Now we have a contest. Mm-hmm. The first person that <laughs> no. editing words in the room. I'm I'm kidding. Okay. What else do
4: you have on that?
1: Um, I, I still paint naked chicks. I,
0: oh, yeah. Um, shaded and faded. But I would say it and wrong. faded. Faded and shaded. Shaded and faded. Uh, okay. I still
1: paint naked chicks. Um, it's been going really great. We're big parts of the How could it not? community. Yeah.
3: I mean, you know. <laughs> no, he's she's always painting be. on We're naked paint. Where do you do this? Because I'd like to show up. No, no, I mean, I don't have, like, a nude, muse. Yeah, yeah,
1: I, I, I paint naked women. Um, I paint all sorts of stuff, but the naked women sell, like gangbusters
4: well i mean it's go- well the bar's going great um, the um and the t-shirts No, so what we do is i we've kind of been making a joke about because we've only just recently started selling merchandise and so and it's kind of we're not very good at it we need to get better at it so we <laughs> we have really nice stuff i mean the thing is the merchandise is really great i mean yeah. it's the same with our cocktails and whiskey like everything we do here we try to do top-notch stuff uh, to create a really cool sophisticated environment for people and then I want our we want our merchandise to reflect that Um, so we have really great stuff it's just we don't know how to really package it
0: you need a website Look well at the, it's the,
4: the website part of it but i have like brown paper bags that i shove glasses in i'm like here you go it looks like a sack lunch <laughs> when you're walking out with some of our Glen karens or like a really nice uh, old-fashioned glass and same with our t-shirts but we'll get to that we'll, we'll get there we, i mean we do cocktails really well we do whiskey very well we're still trying to figure out the merchandise game uh,
1: so still still like kind of uh i guess we still have some humility and lack of ego that We're still... Every time someone's like, yeah, I'll take, like, five shirts and two Glen Cairns, and we're like, really? You want to buy our stuff on purpose?
4: (laughs) Yeah, it's really... hard
1: for us to
2: really... And I... Entertain a, a suggestion as to why your merch isn't selling. <laughs> no, actually it actually is. It's, I know. We're I'm selling kidding. I'm kidding. Just, I was actually. Saying, we
4: I'm haven't so even. Consumer. We haven't even told anyone we have t-shirts, but people are coming in and that could, could like, be a problem too. We heard you have t-shirts. Whoa. Well, <laughs> you're right. I mean, it's funny now. the thing is is we just got them last week and we sold through half of it. So I mean, it's it's not. We're not even trying, and people are like, they just want to nice. buy it. So it's really trying. it's really weird to us because they. They keep asking, we're asking, and they're like, hey, you got t-shirts? And we're like, actually, we do. And they're like, well, shit, I'll take five. And I'm like, well, goddamn. Blah, blah. <laughs> it's just crazy to me that someone wants to buy something with our logo on. But anyways, that, I mean, that's the bar thing. But, yeah, you asked. At some point, I'm going to get back into making It a Double Podcast, and I want to start getting those again. I've only got eight, eight, eight episodes, so it would be fun to get more of those out there. And then uh, also, yeah, so the, the YouTube thing you're talking about is a complete satire on this on the industry that I'm we're a part of. So it's the the pretentiousness of craft cocktail bars, the bro scene, and that's really what it comes down to. It's called bartender bro, where we just started filming the very first episode. So hopefully, I'll be able to edit that and get that out on YouTube very quickly. But it's a, it's a satire on the pretentiousness of like a bunch of the weird dork hipster guys who are doing the craft cocktails, the same way we are. I just don't think we're pretentious about it but then also there is that world that exists and then also like the bro that's out there who just is like yeah Jager bombs and you know crown and gingers and stuff so it's, it's, it's a blend of all that but at the same time it's an educational thing so I'm teaching you the history of like a of whiskey sour which dates back to till- late 1800s you know it's a it was when it was first mentioned and then uh, we kind of go through some of the history and i actually teach you how to make a proper whiskey sour that's the first episode because a whiskey sour is the most bro cocktail because it's got an egg white so there's protein (laughs) 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 so that's that's the introduction right and then we'll get into old fashions manhattans sazeracs We'll, we'll run the gamut but it's going to be a historical thing but it's going to be through the lens of like this bro who's seen the light and uh, is now wants to educate people on it. Where where
0: can folks find it?
4: Right now, nowhere, because I haven't edited it right. yet. But there is a Facebook I put together. There's, like, two things on it. And then at some point soon, we'll have the YouTube channel up. All right. But there, it'd be Bartender Bro on Facebook.
0: Bartender Bro, I like it. Yeah. All right, Ghost John. Are you going to come for it? We're going to do the uh, – I'm pointing over here. What's it called? <laughs> no
4: Oh, you're talking brick about uh, the brick and mortar yeah. ha- uh, hauntings. We're gonna yeah. do brick and mortar hauntings this to October. Our,
0: to it's that. only three months away. Oh, yeah. yeah, we'll <laughs> do the uh, we'll do the brick and mortar
5: for Two Halloween. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Come, come for it. Um, yeah. We'll get your friend there, your bartender.
4: We got our, we got bartenders out there to
0: Apparently, it's just helter skelter. We're you gonna
4: gonna stay the night, man. I mean, be like a three Let's of do, do it. That, that, I know, but the problem God is, like, the only way to do shit. that would
0: be, like, Saturday to Sunday, and you guys have the bar going on at the time. Like, well, we unless, can do it can, after. unless Brad, you can break away.
1: We've got to talk to Nicole. I don't know. Yeah. We'll talk to the sister Sleepover. parents. Sleepover.
0: Uh, I'd be yeah. terrified of doing that. But, anyway, so, yeah, we just. <laughs> so, what's new on ghost? Let's do all this. Yeah. Uh, what's uh, uh, new books? Your website, uh, johnmathis.me. So, Look at the memory I got.
3: Look at you. Mm-hmm. Mine yeah. like a steel <laughs> what sieve. I do. what I do. <laughs> yeah, so John me.
0: Thanks for checking out the 100th episode. Thanks, guys, for coming. It was a lot of fun. It's always fun. I love doing these things. I really would like to do this more often. Um, and we are. We're hearing lots of weird noises around yeah. the back. So that's kind of cool. Um, WaitWhatIf.com. Uh, at WWI Podcast on... Revival1869.com. All sorts and of stuff. So, man, that I, was an extra I feel plug like We should and, um, say that's like gonna
1: cost you goodbye. <laughs> all right. Bye everyone. And goodbye. Like us on Facebook.com slash WWI Podcast and at WWI Podcast on Twitter. Drop us a line at WaitSWhatIfPodcast at Yahoo.com. Listen
0: to us on iTunes, Stitcher, or TuneIn Internet Radio. your listening experience. Now go
5: forth and expand your reality.